Okay. If you're going to laugh, do a creepy laugh. Do a creepy laugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Welcome, everyone. You're listening to another episode of Do We Like Murder? This is a segment of the Long Overdue Podcast, a production of the Decatur Public Library in Decatur, Texas. I am Chris, and I am here with our uh, criminologists. <laughs> wow, oh. we, we've been promoted. <laughs> <laughs> our a- amateur criminologists. <laughs> and now demoted. <laughs> Denise Hi. and Dawn. Hello. Can you guess what they're going to be talking about today? I bet you can. It's murder. It is. It is murder. A whole stack of sticky notes worth of murder, I see. Yes, I sacrificed a whole stack of sticky notes for my research. (laughs) (laughs) What did y'all read this time? Well, we did something a little different this time. Mm -hmm. Um, We chose books written by the same author. They're two different books, but they're both written by the same author. Um, that is different. Greg Olson mm-hmm. is the author that we've chosen. Um, Don actually read a new release. Yes, which so, is odd for me. Yeah, like there's just all kinds of new things going on. <laughs> <laughs> However, this did happen in the 80s. Yes. Okay, that's what my, my question was going to be. Did it happen in the 80s? <laughs> It mine's, mine's a little older, but it did happen in the 2000s. Okay, so, so I, I got stayed within our comfort zones. <laughs> Mine ended in the 2000s. So, I mean, it was a long span there. Um, mine has actually two authors, uh, Greg Olson and Rebecca Morris. But I think Don's is just Greg Olson. Yes. So... So, right. who wants to go first? I don't know. Who is Greg Olson? He's an author. Yeah. Who yeah. likes to write true crime, but he also writes fiction. He does, yes. Yes. And I really enjoyed this book. Um, so, the title of my book is called If You Tell, A True Story of Murder, Family Secrets, and the Unbreakable Bond of Sisterhood. And I think the interesting part about this book is that the family approached him to write their story oh so and i'll tell you a little bit more about that when mm-hmm. when we're ready but mine was a killing in amish country and this isn't his first book about the amish because apparently oh. he wrote abandoned prayers mm-hmm. which i'm really interested in reading because it's the story of an amish serial killer Ooh, and um so he'd already had some knowledge about the Amish, and the that one, Abandoned Prayers, was quite some time ago. Okay. And so, um, he had a hard time getting some of them to open up. A lot of the names that he used here are not their real names, because mm-hmm. they didn't want to go on the record. And so... And I think that kind of happened a little bit in my book. They, there was a disclaimer at the beginning for a couple of the names, so I'm not exactly sure. Yeah. I, I didn't go back and look at which ones were. Mine has a whole, like, list of characters. 
and everything that's in um, italics is not their real names. And, you know, he did that with, like, all the children, which, Mm -hmm. you know. Makes sense. Good across the board. Um, But other people that were involved somehow that did not want their names released. Which makes sense because thinking about this case also, um, the families can get a lot of attention. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they didn't do anything, but right. they still get the, the media attention and mm-hmm. they don't want that spotlight. Yeah. They want to have a normal life. Yeah. So. And I think with mine, it was more of women getting duped and they didn't want to be associated with oh. Eli Weaver. So Okay. Like embarrassed. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. I'd be embarrassed. <laughs> I'd be like, uh, what? <laughs> All right. So I'm always up for going first because I love talking about my yeah. stuff. So do you want me to go or do you yeah. want to go? No, go ahead. Okay. Mm-hmm. So my book, If You Tell, is about a mom and her kids and she was very abusive to them. So it starts out talking a little bit about her when she was a child. Um, she was living with her mom and something happened and the mom dumped her on the dad who had remarried, had just remarried oh. and um, to a young girl. So she was like maybe early 20s, maybe late teens. Mm -hmm. And then he was probably in his 30s. And um, so she instant, instant mom, Mm -hmm. as far as that goes. Um, And so the mom was, the previous mom was already crazy. (laughs) Drug use and just, you know, and so then Michelle at the time was a child and so when she moved in with the dad and uh, the new wife she if she didn't get her way she would have a fit and she lied about everything um she lied to basically just get what she wanted and to get back at people so if you did something bad to her Mm -hmm. she would lie about it and so she actually lied about her dad um abusing her sexually abusing her and um you know he was a business owner in town and all that and so they had to get that cleared up Mm -hmm. you know right away so that that wouldn't affect their business yeah so this happens throughout the whole life that her whole you know childhood they can't get a handle on her and she finally moves out gets married um has a kid which is the oldest, which is, her name is Nikki, and gets divorced, um, ends up getting remarried, and then has another, I think she has the next two kids with that same guy. Um, and his name is Dave Notek, K-N-O-T-E-K, Notek, anyway. So... First husband, pretty smart. He divorced her, got mm-hmm. the hell out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> was like, nope. yeah. Second guy, no, not not so smart. Um, so her name is Michelle, but she goes by Shelly. And this is up in the Pacific Northwest. And the reason that the girls 
contacted Greg Olson to write this book is because she's going to be getting out of prison. Oh. In 2022. And they want everybody to know what she's capable of Mm -hmm. because she was horrible. So growing up, she would do things to the kids like have them take all their clothes off and go stand outside. And they this is Washington. Mm-hmm. So Washington State is cold up there. Yep. Uh, and she would just have them stay out. She would lock them out all night. Oh. Um, she would, one of the things that she called it was um, for a punishment. And it seemed like throughout the whole book, they never remembered what they did wrong. Mm. Really, I don't think they probably ever did anything. Right. Um, she called it wallowing, basically like a pig in the mud. Mm-hmm. So she would make them go outside, take all their clothes off, and wallow in the mud. And she had the husband out there with the hose spraying them in the cold and making them do this for hours. And she would yell at the husband to be worse on them. And it, she never really seemed to get her hands dirty as mm-hmm. far as that goes uh, one of the other things she would do is she liked to take bathroom privileges away so you could not use the bathroom unless you asked her hmm. okay so the girls are dealing with all this as they're growing up still fairly young this friend of um, Shelley's Kathy decides to move in it was uh, Kathy was her hairdresser she decides to move in. I don't remember exactly all the details mm-hmm. of, of why. Um, but slowly, Shelly starts to do things, um, like take her clothes away. And um, then she's only got like two or three garments that she has to wear. Um, she would be the housekeeper, you know, that she was kind of helping take care of the girls mm-hmm. and all that. And the girls at one point were like, we're so thankful she's here because it takes the pressure off us. Mm-hmm. So she was being abused. And and I think that Kathy knew that and she, w- she was trying to protect the girls. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But none of them could break free. They couldn't get out. Anyway, so... They, and, and Kathy's a, a, a grown, grown woman? Grown woman, yes. Hmm. And Dave, the husband, yeah. is an adult. Yeah. Okay, so yeah... That's a little different relationship, but uh-huh. yes, this yeah. friend is yeah. gets sucked in, makes her cut her hair, which she thought, you know, that was a very big part of her. You know, think about Chris cutting his hair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it was very traumatic. Yes. Made her- that one time he did it, yes. It was very traumatic for me. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about him, but I was like, <laughs> I can't even look at you right now. Who, who is this? Ah. <laughs> Um, but they, um, Shelly made her um, do housework naked. And that's the way the girls grew up, watching her do that. Mm-hmm. Um, verbally abusive. Hugely v- verbally abusive. You know, you're worth nothing. You're stupid. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not, it doesn't sound bad the way I'm saying it. The way she would say it is right. ridiculous. You well, know? we can't use that kind of language, Don. Well, that's... <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, eventually, they move to a new house into Raymond, uh, Washington. I don't know exactly. I think it's a couple hours from Tacoma. 
something like that. So they moved to this house in Raymond, Washington, and the abuse continues. There is a an area behind the house that is wooded, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> I think it was Nikki said that she was hoping that it wouldn't be as bad once they got there because it was more public. It, the, the house was on a more public road, mm-hmm. but the area out back was still private enough that they were able to do stuff. <clears throat> so eventually, Shelly was giving Kathy medicine to make her feel better. Hmm. But we thought think i mean basically what i got out of that is that she was drugging her uh-huh. and causing her to get weaker um all kinds of things they they moved her from sleeping in a room to sleeping on the floor uh to um sleeping in the boiler room to sleeping in a shed outside <clears throat> um and so eventually kathy dies mm-hmm. Prior to this, their nephew had moved in, and he was talking to the oldest girl, Nikki. Um, his name is Shane. He's like, this is crazy. Your mom is crazy. Mm-hmm. But they had taken him in when his dad had died or had gone to prison, and so he was hoping for, like, a, a family. Mm-hmm. But he's like, you guys are nuts, And but he still wouldn't break away. Well, he was finally getting to the point where I need to get out. You know, so him and Nikki were kind of talking about maybe – um, <clears throat> running away. But then Kathy dies. She was in the boiler room. She was not looking good. Dave is the one who found her. Um, and so they're like, what do we do? Kath or not Kathy. Shelly comes home distraught. Oh my gosh, she died. Really? <laughs> like, what do I, anyway, so she, then she's like, what do we do? And they're so worried about that. They have Shane go in the back and help carry Kathy out back, and they burn her. And they don't want the neighbors to smell anything, mm-hmm. so they throw tires on the fire and diesel just to make it stink mm-hmm. so that they're, you're not smelling the burning flesh. Right. Then they um, scraped up all the ashes, put them in buckets, and Dave took them and threw them in the ocean to Tacoma Sound or, you know, someplace over there. And to make sure that everything was cleaned up, Shelly had Shane go out there and dig through everything and make sure there was nothing left. Yeah, so no bones no or anything. No bones, anything. No random teeth. Mm-hmm. And so he, he found had a bag of things, and that was later found. She had that under her bed for years, it sounded like. Huh. So yes. she went through all that trouble to clean up, and then she's like, I'm going to keep this bag of assorted bones. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So now Shelly is like, Shane is going to tell. I know it, Dave. Shane's going to tell. We got to do something. What are we going to do? And Dave's like, this is my nephew. Mm -hmm. I I don't want to do anything. He's not going to tell. He's part of the family. Mm -hmm. And um, so that went on for almost a year. 
And Shane was like, I'm leaving. I'm getting out. And he told Nikki, the oldest. Oh, my gosh. She st- And I, I don't blame her for this. Because if she listens to this, I'm not blaming you for this. Because, but looking at it as an outsider, you just got to shake your head. Mm-hmm. She went to her mom and said, he's got pictures of Kathy and how she was being treated, what she looked like. And um, the pictures were never found, from what I understand. Mm -hmm. But um, Shane all of a sudden disappeared. Mm -hmm. He went to, um, what what Shelly told them is he went to Alaska to fish. and Never came back? No, he would call. Oh. And he would only talk to Shelly. Yeah, yeah. So... It came out later that basically what had happened is um, Dave took him, um, actually I think cornered him out in the um, the shed, one of the sheds, when because he was banished out there mm-hmm. and shot him. Gosh. And then he comes back in and tells Shelly it's done. And she's like, what? What did you do? <laughs> She was so manipulative. Yeah. I mean, it was just ridiculous how she would be so mean and then she would turn around and just be nice. Mm-hmm. So that, And that's what happened with Nikki. All of a sudden she was nice and so Nikki felt bad and um, mm-hmm. decided to tell. And anyway, Nikki finally gets a job. Older, she gets out. Wants nothing to do with her mom. Eventually goes and lives with her grandmother. And... Um, She's doing okay. Sammy is the second child, and she gets older. Um, these girls had the same punishments throughout their mm-hmm. entire childhood, which to me, I guess when you're in a situation like that, it's so normal. You don't understand what a normal right. family really is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Things like this don't happen. Right. Well, and it's, you know, Dave was, uh, not Dave, uh, Shane was obviously raised outside of that situation and then when he came in he was like well this is nuts yeah and they never had that opportunity to see right what what actually goes on and it's your mom right you know you're supposed to Mm -hmm. love your mom and and you do i mean Mm -hmm. there's just something about that so anyway sammy uh, gets wise and she kind of gets to the point where she's able to blackmail her mom and 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 says, I know what happened to Kathy. And you're going to pay for my school because I want to go to college. Because before, she wouldn't send in the, the paperwork and mm-hmm. do all this stuff. And so the next thing you know, Sammy's going to college. She comes home every weekend to watch over and check on the youngest, which is Tori, who was supposed to be the favored child. Mm. Um. And nothing really happened to her because she was younger. Well, without the older two girls, things right. started happening. And uh, every time Sammy would come home, Tori would tell her everything's fine. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't. She was still being picked on, woken up in the middle of the night and screamed and yelled at and told to do whatever. Um, during this time, another guy ends up moving in with them. And he was, um, he had been in a relationship with another man, mm-hmm. and they had just broken up. And so he was a little bit kind of distraught and 
he needed some place place. to go. Mm -hmm. And of course, she woos him in. It didn't take like two weeks before she was already on him about stuff um, and and starting to treat him like Kathy. Mm. This went on for years and years. I am just amazed at how long all this Mm -hmm. took place. Yeah. And they kept living that way. And he he did try to run away. And Shane tried to run away. Was it Shane? Anyway. Shane talked about running away. And then Nikki went and told on him. Yes, but before that, he he had run away. Oh, okay. And she would go around town and she would find him. Or this new guy, Ron. Um, she was able to hunt them down. And that's what they said in the book, that she was a good hunter. And when Shane disappeared this last time, they went out and looked for like an hour. And that was it. Mm-hmm. And so Nikki's like, something's not right. Mm-hmm. Um. So, Ron is now in the same position. Tori's like, okay, I hate to say anything because um, the pressure's off of me now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And some of the things were the bathroom issue. Mm -hmm. Well, if Shelly was sleeping and you had to go to the bathroom, you could not wake her up because then she would have a fit and she would torture you and blah, blah, blah. And um, so, in one of the instances, Ron had peed in a... glass or bottle or something mm-hmm. and she found it and she made him drink it oh. yes i mean it was it's disgusting and mm-hmm. it's horrible these things that she did yeah anyway the the girls were able to get out tori went to visit sammy at one point and um, sammy was able to get from her that things were not all hunky-dory mm-hmm. and uh, there were things happening and she's like okay you can tough it out for two years okay so tori got out went to see her sister um, um, spills the beans <clears throat> spills the beans that things are happening and that things are happening to ron because every time uh, sammy would go home for the weekend she would ask about ron and even though she could tell that he was deteriorating, I guess she she didn't want to see mm-hmm. that this was going on. And anyway, Tori goes back because Sammy wants her to last for two years until she graduates. She wants her to keep doing it for two more years. She gets home and she's like, I can't. Mm-hmm. Knowing now that that's not how life is. Right. She's like, I can't. can't keep doing so, it. So Sammy's in college at this point? Or she wants... She, um, Tori, to graduate high school. High school. Okay. So Sammy had been in um, college, and at this point, she's now down in the Tacoma area working. Mm-hmm. Um, Nikki, actually, when she had initially moved out, had told her grandmother what was going on, and went. they went to the police. But the police sat on it because Sammy wouldn't confirm it mm-hmm. they went to see her and she's like i don't i'm not ready to talk so mm-hmm. she yeah, didn't yeah she's like everything is good mm-hmm. one well, like tori yeah wouldn't even tell her sister yeah yeah exactly um so anyway they finally get up the nerve to do that before um she can be taken uh ron dies as well and for him, they don't even worry about um, all the things that they did before. They just took him out and burned him. And he wasn't, uh, Dave wasn't able to get rid of him quite so quickly. So I think maybe before he burned him, he dug a hole and put him in there for a, a few days. Um, 
and then had to dig him up and burn him and then take him and dump him again. Hmm. That's crazy. So nothing ever came of them, of what happened to like Kathy. no missing Nobody persons, no one on came to... Anything. Not really. So there, her family was very interested in what happened to her. Mm-hmm. And there was kind of some back and forth, and, and Shelly was very manipulative about the families. And kind of the way sometimes I would read it is that like Ron's family and Kathy's family, they didn't get along with that person. Mm-hmm. But I think they probably did. Shelly was manipulating the situation and saying bad things about Ron. Ron did this or did that. And so uh, it offended his mom and, and that kind of thing. But Kathy's family had missing um person's reports out Mm -hmm. they were still actively uh, looking for her because Shelly's story was and what she told the kids is that Kathy left with her boyfriend and he was a truck driver and they're just out Mm -hmm. and but the family didn't believe that so I know that you love this part but here's a picture of Kathy (laughs) uh, her missing persons photo Right there. And that house is the house that they lived in. That was a much, in Washington and Raymond, that was much smaller than what I envisioned. And they were like, Shelly could hear everything if you tried to do this or do that. And so they would try not to move. And now I can see why that house was so small. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So now we have the same thing happen to Ron. Yes. Mm -hmm. And... So Tori and Sammy go to the police. They finally go and take Tori out of the house. And she gets um, placed basically in foster care. But the sister, Sammy, eventually gets custody of her Mm -hmm. and continues raising her, uh, which is really good. Um, Shelly, of course, denies everything. Dave, however, gives in. He admits that he... Took Shelley's or uh, took Kathy's body and dumped the ashes. Um, he admits that he did kill Shane, and um, the girls were told, you know, that he had gone away, and mm-hmm. they were devastated when they found out that he had killed um, Shane, and then um, confessed, you know, what happened with Ron as well. So, from what I have here. Dave got 15 years. Kat, or, um, Shelley says she's now 65, and this was in December mm-hmm. of 2019. And she got 22 years. Mm. It's not very much. Um, or maybe it was 18 years. because She's getting out in 2022, and that's why the, the girls were like, People need to know that she's manipulative, mm-hmm. and she will be nice to your face to begin with, and then you're going to be yeah, crap to her. Sorry, I was going to say it a bad word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, she's been in the Washington Corrections Center. Kathy was 36. Ron was in his 50s. Mm. Shane was 19. So she she entered what they called an Alford plea. Mm-hmm. You've heard of that? Yeah. 
I'd never heard of it before. It's basically saying that you know you're going to be, the jury will convict you. Based on the evidence that they have. uh Uh-huh. But but you're not admitting guilt. Yeah. I know, right? It's weird. That is weird. So, um, I think that's part of the reason. Yeah, it says 22 years, sentenced to 22 years in prison. So, she made a deal. Mm Mm-hmm. Says so she pleaded guilty to one count of second-degree murder and one count of manslaughter. So the prosecutors would have sent her to prison for 17 years, but the judge since sentenced her to 22. Huh. Which was nice. That was a sweet deal she was trying to get. Mm-hmm. It was still a sweet deal that she got. Yes. Yeah, she could have been in there a really long time. Mm-hmm. Never left. Yeah. Uh... There have been several movies that she has been, or the story has mm-hmm. been in, uh, Wicked Attraction, mm-hmm. Sins and Secrets, and Snapped were three of the programs that they mm-hmm. featured the case on. Um, the girls, at least one of them, they don't want any attention, and so they're kind of mm-hmm. keeping everything on the down low. They did the interviews with Greg to write the book, mm-hmm. and they were featured in some different articles, um, New York Times, and um, there were a couple other ones that I'd seen online. Um, but yeah, I couldn't find any pictures. But they're they're doing okay? They seem to be, yes. Yeah. I know the oldest has a family, um, has kids. And um, I'm not sure about the others, but Sammy um, finished college, and they're all still living up in that area. Um, I just hope that they don't get sucked back in, even if their mom comes to try to visit them or something, mm-hmm. that they can stay firm. Yeah. So. And, and and that cycle, because cause you'd said that... <clears throat> I'm sorry, what was her name again? Shelly? The, the mom's name? Shelly. Shelly, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Um but you said that her mom was abusive to her. Yes. And so she was, as a cycle. Repeating the cycle. Yeah. yeah. So. And it was really weird how, as a child, she was so manipulative and mean, mean-spirited, mm-hmm. and, and all that. And it just continued. But even though she came into a more, I would think, more of a loving home. Mm-hmm. It just didn't. Yeah. She, something was up with her brain. That's terrifying. Yeah. That's really creepy. It really is that she was so manipulative that she could get people to do those things and they couldn't get away. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because they tried and she would hunt them down. Well, and I mean, I can understand children, but. Right. I'm like. Adults. An adult. Mm -hmm. I mean, they must have had some serious self-esteem issues that she could easily break down. Yeah. Yeah. Or they, they were people that felt like they had nowhere else to go and that was just it or something. Yeah. Yeah. Because how can you not break free? Unless it's a situation like that. I mean, so any listeners out there, Stick up for yourself. This is not right. This is not something right. that is yeah. normal. Um, so if you go online and, and look up Michelle Notek, K-N-O-T-E-K, um, 
you can find some of these pictures. Uh, so this is her. They always talked about her being beautiful and, you know, being able to get people mm -hmm. to mm. like her and, and that kind of stuff. And then this is Dave. And that's her and the girls and Shane when they were younger. So I, I do highly recommend the book, though. It was, it was well written, but it was... It was hard to read sometimes. Yeah. Some of the stuff that was going on, and it's like, just leave or yeah. don't do that. She's going to be right there. And yeah. So, do you have any other questions about this one? No. Awful. It is. I hope, I hope that the that people will hear about this somehow, like they, like they want it, you know? Right, which I'm glad that we're talking about it because it lets even more people know, mm -hmm. hopefully, that she's getting out and to not... Yeah, be careful. Yeah, I mean, even though she's 65. Mm -hmm. There's I, still online dating for people 65 and up. <laughs> she could find herself someone else. I also was wondering, because I was online, and it, it this comes up for all kinds of things, but... Facebook or social media for Michelle Notech. And uh -huh. it's like, <gasps> can they do that in prison? Sometimes, yeah. Hmm. Mm -hmm. So who knows what she may yeah. be doing. And I was wondering, what is she getting away with in prison? Who is she doing things to in prison? Because yeah. I'm sure that she's she's mm -hmm. manipulating somebody somehow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Getting away with something. Hmm. Crazy. Yep. Ugh. Yeah. All right. Tell me about the Amish. Okay. This one's at least going to be. <laughs> this one I can at least make jokes about. <laughs> so, A Killing in Amish Country. Uh, Greg Olson wrote this with Rebecca Morris. And I think because of the two authors, there was a little like, was this person framed or what? Were they not? So, hmm. Barbara Weaver grew up in a, you know Amish. I believe it was Andy Weaver Amish. And there's different sects yes. of Amish. Okay. And, and that's so, what one of them is called, Andy Weaver? Yes. Where is it? Uh, what part of the country? I want to say Ohio. But yes, it's one of the more conservative sects. Can't have phones in their house. But if they have a business, they can have a phone for their business or like a community phone, like a pay phone or something like that mm -hmm. that they can use. They can't drive cars, but they can ride in cars. Okay. There's a lot of little things that I'm like, hmm. hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Sure. <laughs> um, so she grew up in the Andy Weaver Amish and her best friend throughout childhood was Eli Weaver. Mm -hmm. And so it seemed like a natural thing that they would get married. Okay. And so they got married, had a boatload of kids. A lot of, of kids. Of course. <laughs> I was just like, too many kids. <laughs> but had a boatload of kids. Eli was never really content with the Amish life. Like he really wanted to go live with the English, which is what they call everybody that's not Amish. <laughs> <laughs> you're either Amish or you're English. <laughs> That's it. Okay. There is nothing else. So, he really wanted to go live with the English. He got married, had a buttload of kids, 
and he decides that he he's done with the Amish life and he takes off and goes and lives with a girlfriend. Leaves the wife with all the kids oh, and yeah. goes and lives with the girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Nice. Because she's probably living on some farm. No way to support herself. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Wow. All right. Exactly. Okay. okay. So let me just clear this up. Eli Weaver. Mm-hmm. And you said this community is called? The Andy Weaver. So is he? No. No, there's a bunch of weavers. Uh, okay, that's what I was wondering. <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> is this one of those cases where their name is based on what they do? Like, was he a weaver? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I, mean, I don't know how they might have a lot of. There might be a lot of weavers. They, they but, have a yeah, lot of things, they, yeah, all yeah. yeah. Just being, you know. Yeah, they um, they they're not exactly like luddites, you know, but they just don't believe that it's important. They believe it's important to adhere to the old ways. And but they have all these loopholes, and I'm just like, what are you pretending here, mm-hmm. buddy? Like mm-hmm. seriously, you're just looking for a loophole to stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, either do it or don't do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, don't don't do what's convenient. Right. Yeah. And Barbara was really into the Amish way of life. Mm-hmm. Like that's what she grew up in. That's what she was fully devoted to. Her being a housewife and being a mother. Okay. And she did not have any desire to venture out from that. And so she was really content with it. There are no pictures of Barbara Weaver. Because? Because of the Amish she way of life. Yeah. Like she did not take photographs or anything like that. So none. There's none. Okay. And so Eli takes off and lives with his English girlfriend and then decides that he wants to go back home. So he goes back home. <laughs> so goes the English the church. were not good enough. Okay. Oh, well. <laughs> so he goes back home and he's like, goes to the church and he's oh so sorry. Mm-hmm. And he wants to devote himself back to the Amish life. And they, of course, say, sure, buddy, come back. Barbara Weaver's like, my husband's home. Mm. So he was not shunned. He was shunned while he left, Mm -hmm. but when he repented Uh and wanted to come back, they were like, everything's good. Hmm. Until he decides that he wants to leave his wife again and go live with another English girlfriend. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And he has like a little sporting business. Uh So he talks to people all the time. Yeah. So. English people. English people and Amish people and Mennonites and just all kinds of people. Uh Uh-huh. So he takes off again, goes and lives with an English girlfriend. And somewhere along the way, he's like, I should probably go back home. No. Come on, Eli. And so he goes back to the church and he's oh, so sorry. Oh, so, so sorry. Please tell me they didn't. Oh, of course they let him back in. (laughs) Because they're so forgiving. Yes. Okay. And. His wife is, of course, like, my husband's home. And, but their marriage is, it's awful. Mm-hmm. Their marriage is terrible. He, um, he's got his own business. They're doing really well. Um, apparently, the Amish business, like, all the stuff that they sell and mm-hmm. all that, like, they're Good pretty business. wealthy. Yeah. But he was controlling all the money. And so she would be like, I'm going to send 
one of our sons to, you know, to the store, mm-hmm. you know, can he go? And he's like, well, I'm sure he can go. But wasn't giving him money for, like, groceries and stuff. Oh, and so goodness. she's just like, what's the point? Yeah. Like, what are we going to do? Huh. And so one of the things that he did, because she was, again, like I said, very devoted to the Amish way of life and to her church. And it was, like, her turn to bake pies for their church gathering. Mm-hmm. And as a way to embarrass her, he didn't give her any money to buy supplies. So she showed up empty handed. Mm. Nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh yeah. No, Eli was a delight. Uh, it sounds like it. Um, and he would do that kind of stuff to her all the time. Um, like I mentioned before, they're not allowed to have cars mm-hmm. or drive, but they're allowed to ride mm-hmm. in cars. Mm-hmm. So they have like, taxi drivers (laughs) like they have their own special little people usually mennonites Uh uh-huh because they'll drive oh yeah (laughs) the mennonites are weird in the sense that they're like we kind of like the amish way but we also like to have cell phones and tvs Uh so let's figure out a way that we can do that bam i'm a mennonite (laughs) like (laughs) just so, so Eli didn't want to be a Mennonite. Though. Apparently not. He yeah. wanted to just go full force. With Who it. knows? Okay, because he never really made up his mind. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like if you you want to go out there and be English, then go be English. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, if he had decided to divorce his wife, mm-hmm. she would never have been able to remarry because it would have been adultery. Mm. But. She still would have had support of the church, and she still would have had support of her family. Mm-hmm. It's not like they'd be like, you're tainted. Mm-hmm. It's just, you can't remarry. Okay. So, be happy being divorced and with all your kids. Everybody's still cool with you. Everybody's still going to help you out as a community and as a church. Okay. So, I mean, yes, it would have sucked for her, but it wouldn't have been like, we can't talk to you because you're divorced. We can't help you because you're divorced. Yeah. It was just. It should have been more like we can't talk to you because you're married to Eli, right? <laughs> we can't help you because you're married. Yeah. to Yeah. Well, Eli, people definitely like stayed away mm-hmm. from Eli, but everybody really loved Barbara. Okay. So she really did have a lot of community support. Uh-huh. But they would have like these little Mennonite taxi drivers, and there was one named Barb Raber, and that's the one that he used a lot to travel mm-hmm. well him and barb have been having a sexual relationship for a really long time <laughs> okay yeah oh eli gets around it well, sounds I mean, like oh it. it it gets a whole lot better here so <laughs> <laughs> so she drives him all over the place and so on gets him a cell phone uh-huh gets him a laptop so he can so he can set up a website and sell his goods online. You know? Of course. Like all the good Amish people do. Right. You've got the stuff. So you should sell it online. And of course, he uses his cell phone and his nifty little laptop to get on hookup sites. Oh. <laughs> that. Yes, he does. Oh. He gets on some place called Moco Space, which I'd never heard of. Mm-hmm. I did not look it up. 
I was like, no, nope. <laughs> don't want that link to my mind. Usually like when something comes up, I'm like, is that a real thing? And then I look it up and I'm like, oh, that is a real thing. Uh-huh. So I was like, no, no, I don't need to know about this. <laughs> I don't need to know if this is a real thing. And so he sets up a profile and his handle is Amish stud. <laughs> and his little tagline like about him, mm-hmm. it says, uh, who wants two like the number two mm-hmm. who wants to do an amish guy <gasps> no way uh-huh and apparently a lot of ladies read those <laughs> amish romance novels and think i want to do an amish guy oh my gosh yeah every single one that talked to him like the talk to greg olson and rebecca morris uh-huh. was like you know they had this whole idea of romance with an amish guy uh-huh. and it's just like that's fiction right so but you know okay whatever so so they are the ones who wanted to remain anonymous i'm assuming oh yeah okay (laughs) now i'm putting it together yes that would be immersed yes (laughs) and he had like five or six girlfriends wow that he would talk to you know online and then start texting Uh because he texted all the time it wasn't about phone calls because people could hear here okay but definitely texting he would have them they all knew about the wife too like this wasn't like oh he's a single amish guy no they all knew about the wife really yeah did he portray her as being oh yes oh awful terrible wife she so mean to me and she hits me and blah 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 and all these women believed it if it's so terrible why is he still there Uh uh-huh so Anyway, um, he's got like five or six girlfriends, mm-hmm. and they would come to the shop, have sex with him in the shop. They would come over and have sex with him in the barn. They would, yeah, just at his house uh-huh. with his wife. Uh-huh. Not with his wife, but she was yeah, there. She was there at home. Okay, with yeah, their buttload of kids, mm-hmm. cooking his dinner, probably uh-huh. washing his yes, clothes, exactly. Exactly. And all these women thought it was true love. And yeah, it was like, he's having sex with you behind the counter at his store. True love. In a barn. In a barn. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. Okay. So there was a lot of that. Mm -hmm. While he was having his afternoon delight with one of his girlfriends at his store, someone comes in because he forgot to lock the door. (laughs) 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 And it's an Amish guy, and he's like, whoop, and he leaves, and he goes <laughs> straight to the bishop. <laughs> and he's all like, <laughs> dude, guess what I just saw? Uh-huh. And the bishop was like, excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> so then he, like, you know, goes and gets Eli, and he's like, what are you doing, buddy? Uh-huh. Like, you're obviously not following your religious guidelines, you know, that whole thing about not cheating on your wife that whole adultery thing uh-huh. yeah you're kind of breaking that and he was like i'm so so sorry oh. i'm not ever gonna do it again blah 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 and they're like okay cool yeah i won't do it don't, here don't let it happen again eli and that was it uh-huh and everything was fine it's just like i'm not gonna let him catch me again exactly mm-hmm. well and they didn't do anything to him right like it was just like you got caught Either be better at lying 
or something. Yeah. Like, so did Rebecca find out about this? Oh, she, she had to have known. She had to have known. Okay. She knew something was, was up with him. Mm -hmm. Like he was just not, she wanted to get counseling. Mm -hmm. He did not want to get counseling. So she had a counselor that she like wrote letters to. Hmm. So. Interesting. So there was letters that she had written and she kept a diary. Mm hmm. And so there was a lot of her despair over her marriage being so terrible. And, you know, and she didn't know what happened to her best friend who became her husband. She was just like, where's that guy? Mm -hmm. You know, this is this is who I'm stuck with. And she actually considered divorce. She was kind of, kind of like, I'm I'm done here. Like, yeah, I never get remarried. I never get remarried. Oh, boo hoo. <laughs> she's not worried about it yeah she was just like maybe we should just get a divorce he's been having this affair with barbara raber forever he's been having other girlfriends while having this affair with the taxi taxi lady Mm -hmm. like he's just doing all kinds of things um he actually knocks up one of his english girlfriends that nobody knows about so one of the reasons that He's not giving his wife money for groceries and stuff. It's because he's paying child support. <sighs> okay. Mm-hmm. And nobody knows about this until the trial. Okay. So, he, at some point, just kind of starts throwing it out there. Like, you know, it'd be so great if my wife just wasn't around. We could be together, and it didn't matter which girlfriend he was talking to. Mm-hmm. We could be together, and, you know, it would just be so great if someone killed my wife, and, you know, it would just be the best. Mm-hmm. And all of his girlfriends were like, you're joking, right? And he'd be like, oh, yeah, totally. Haha, it's so funny, right? Mm-hmm. And they'd be like, okay, cool, you were joking. He was not joking. Yeah. The only person that took him seriously was Barbara Raber. Okay. And then she started to, well, how would we do it? Okay. So let me, let me go back because her name is the same as the wife's. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. That's what I was like. Yeah. Okay. I just want to make sure. All right. So a little bit about Raber, Barb, Uh is that she was adopted by an Amish family. Okay. So, um, she was adopted by an Amish family that had... Th- that was one of the saddest things I'd ever read, was her adoptive parents had four sons, and they all died. Oh. Yeah. It was some kind of, like, genetic thing mm-hmm. that they were passing down to their children. Wow. And um, because they only go to chiropractors, Yeah, no one... And I guess they didn't figure it out. Like, they kept thinking, maybe our next kid will be healthy. Mm -hmm. But they all died really young. Wow. Like, they were all babies. Mm. And they had four sons before they were like, let's adopt. Mm -hmm. And so they adopted her. And so she was, she grew up Amish, but she was really English, I guess. I don't know know how that works. Yeah, (laughs) right. (laughs) I don't know how that works. But, so... Um, she was about 10 years older than Eli. Hmm. She's married. Oh. Has a, yeah. Married, has three sons with her husband. Mm-hmm. They're a Mennonite. Okay. 
she left the Amish to go be Mennonite because I guess she wanted to drive a car. I don't know. <laughs> and so they had been having this affair for a long time, and she was the only one that was really receptive to the whole, let's kill my wife. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, let's poison her. So then she starts looking up all these ways to poison her, and they're texting each other all of this. Oh, my gee. Because they're, <laughs> goodness. they're so smart. Yeah. And... Then, you know, she, and then at one point, Eli's like, well, maybe we could just blow up the house with oh, her wow. with her in it. And she was like, what about the kids? And he's like, they'll go to heaven. Oh, my gosh. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. We might as well just get out of the whole situation. Because yeah, I was wondering about that, what was going to happen with the kids. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure what was going to happen with the kids is that he was going to, like, start spreading them around to family members uh-huh because he ha- he had no interest in the children before he's True. not going to have any interest in the children when barbara's dead mm-hmm. that's true so he was just like just pull up the house and she's like what about the kids he's like oh they'll go to heaven yeah but you won't it's like it's, <laughs> it's fine they'll go to heaven right. so at some point he gets sleeping pills from barb uh-huh and puts it into barbara favorite drink which is sierra mist breaks them all up oh, it's okay to drink that i don't know <laughs> <laughs> well i think it's caffeine free yeah i think that might be it, part of it it's but. okay for them to it's okay for them to drink that it's okay for them to go shopping at walmart it's okay, okay for them right. to have store-bought birthday cake um, okay i'm just i'm just saying there's a lot of things that they're okay with and then they're like oh but we can't do this because we're amish and i'm like you know what they can't do because they're Amish? Go on, go and serve on jury duty. <laughs> That's convenient. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, anyway, he breaks up the pills into her Sierra Mist. She comes home and she's all like, "Oh, you know, my favorite drink." And she thinks that Eli's being nice to her, mm-hmm. oh. and so she takes a sip and she's all like, "What is in this?" Uh. Because he's again so smart. And he's like, uh, um, I was going to kill myself. So he gives it to her. Well, he lets her drink it. I know, but yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And she's so distraught because she doesn't know like what to do for her husband. And I'm like, I could tell you what to do for your husband. <laughs> Does, is this not a red flag to you? Mm-hmm. Like, just be like, you know what? You can go. Right. But no, no, I think she really believes that he's so, I, th- I think she really wants to believe that he's so torn mm-hmm. about being Amish and devoting himself to his family and being tempted by the English. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I think she really believes that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she, I think she really believed that because of that inner turmoil, he wanted to kill himself. Okay. And didn't connect that he was trying to kill her. Mm-hmm. So the poisoning thing didn't work. Just let's just cross that one off the list. She has taste buds. Yes. And no one was willing to blow up the house. So let's cross that one off the list. Okay. So, I don't know how they were gonna blow up the house. Like, did they have a plan for that? I don't I don't think so. I think he was like, let's blow up the house. And she was like, What about the kids? And he's like, they'll go to heaven. She's like, let's not do that. And I think that's kind of where that conversation ended but i don't know okay. they didn't really elaborate if they had a full-blown plan to blow up the house mm-hmm. at some point they cross these things off the list that's not going to work 
And he decides that really the easiest and the best and the quickest way would be if she just shot her. If Barb just went and shot her. Okay. And notice that this is all Barb's responsibility to do these things. Huh, this sounds familiar. (laughs) It's not his responsibility to Uh do any of this. It's up to her. Uh Uh-huh. And she's totally into it because they're in love. It's true love, (laughs) y'all. Sorry, I'm just shaking my head. It's like whatever. Yeah. So they come up with this whole plan. Eli spends a lot of time fishing. Really? Yeah. Not for women. Actually, (laughs) oh no, fishing just all (laughs) in every possible way. Eli is out there fishing. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So he and some of his friends go fishing Mm -hmm. because they don't drive. Barb takes them to where they go fishing, drops them off, and then comes back and gets them later. Um, they go fishing. He comes back, and he's going fishing again the next day. Uh huh. But they're they're going to like late erie or something they're going far Uh and um so they're his friends that are mennonite Mm -hmm. are going to pick him up and at like three o'clock in the morning or something Mm -hmm. so they can get there and 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 fish Mm -hmm. so him and barb are um texting each other throughout and he's basically saying, I'm leaving at this time. Get it done. And so she mm. does. <sighs> and so he leaves at 3 o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. with his friends. And she pulls up, parks behind the house, behind the pine trees, goes in there. There's not just their kids, but a couple of her sister's kids mm-hmm. that are staying the night. Mm-hmm. She goes in there, goes up to the bedroom, and shoots her with a shotgun while she's asleep. Oh, my gosh. Um, There was a storm. Mm -hmm. So, at some point, the oldest son woke up because he heard something, but Mm -hmm. he thought it was just thunder, and so he went back to sleep. Oh, man. Thankfully, because if he had gotten up, who knows? Who knows what she she would have done? And and that's what I was wondering. How are they not going to hear that? All those kids in that house. Mm -hmm. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. There was a storm. And so, mm-hmm. and they had all like gone downstairs to kind of sleep in the living room because they were all scared. So they all got together. Mm-hmm. And so, but that's what the, he heard that he woke up, but he thought it was thunder and he went back to sleep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so she gets shot, walks out, goes home, mm-hmm. gets back into bed. And her husband is none the wiser. Wow. Yeah. Her husband's none the wiser about a lot of things. It sounds and I'll, like I'll it. get into that here in a little bit. Okay. So, next morning, and Eli's off fishing, and the children discover their mother. And they have no telephone. Mm-hmm. So, one of the, the girls finds her, mm-hmm. tries to wake her up. She won't wake up. She's got the quilt up. So can't really see that there's a big hole in her chest mm-hmm. and can't wake her up she calls for the oldest son he goes in there and the oldest is like 10 Ooh. like there's not yeah he's not a teenager or anything like that mm-hmm. um, goes in he can already tell that she's she's dead mm-hmm. 
And so he runs to the neighbor. They tell, um, they tell him, and he goes into the phone and, okay. and uses the telephone to call for help and call one of the Mennonites that has a cell phone mm-hmm. to let them know so they can tell Eli. And Eli was just like, all right, thanks. Just like, eh. oh my gosh. He yeah. didn't even pretend. Yeah. Wow. And so his friends that were, you know, went fishing with him um, knew something was up. Mm-hmm. They knew he had a cell phone. Yeah. Some of some of them were Amish. Some of them were Mennonite. He didn't, he didn't care. Mm-hmm. And again, it was like one of those things where a lot of Amish people knew he had a cell phone, but, you know, whatever. Yeah. Huh. And so he was obviously texting and so on. And so they knew something was up. And then when the first person called to tell him, he was just like, oh, okay. But he didn't say that uh, Barbara was dead. Oh, okay. So there was that. Yeah. Um, And then it wasn't until his friend, who was a Mennonite, called called him. Barbara is dead. Mm -hmm. And then he was like, oh, my gosh, what? Like, we're on our way back because they told us, because what's his name told us that she was not well and that, like, an ambulance had to come get her. Mm -hmm. But you know, she's dead, you know, and then he started with the, oh my gosh, what? Okay. And so they come back, Barbara's sister went to go pick up her kids and, you know, they were all, took the rest of her kids, because they all have a bunch of kids, <laughs> took her kids, you know, to spend the day and all that. Mm-hmm. And as she's pulling up with her, with her buggy, like there's an ambulance there, so she has to park at the neighbor's and they tell her what happened. That they found her sister dead. Mm -hmm. And she's just like, where's Eli and where are the kids? Mm -hmm. Well, the kids are there. So she scoops them up and takes them away. But Eli, well, Eli's coming back from a fishing trip. A very convenient fishing Mm -hmm. trip. Even though he had just gone fishing the day before. But whatever. So he gets back and, you know, everybody's certain that something's up mm-hmm. with Eli but they don't really want to like point fingers at least not publicly because mm-hmm. apparently the Amish are a big old bunch of gossipy gossips okay they love to talk <laughs> <laughs> that's how they spread news I mean, exactly <laughs> they don't have exactly. social media yeah and so they they gossip a lot the police start investigating and I don't remember if it was one of the Amish people or one of the Mennonites that had Eli's number, called the police, and gave them Eli's cell phone number. Mm-hmm. And with that, they started to investigate cell phone records and so on. So they knew mm-hmm. about his affairs and yeah. so on. And up until that point, that's when Barb started to really, like... She was telling, she texted him not to give the police the phone number because she was paying for his cell phone, obviously. Mm-hmm. And um, she was going to change the numbers because she thought that that way they wouldn't be able to trace it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Again, so smart. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And so the police find all this stuff. You know, mm-hmm. they never find the, the shotgun. Hmm. Who knows where that went off to. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but they have all these text messages of them talking about how, like, months worth of text messages about how they were going to kill her, how she was researching it. That's not going to work. Let's try this. Well, that's not going to work. Let's do this. I mean, and then the day of the murder, mm-hmm. you know, where should I park? Park behind there. Well, it's dark. Make sure you take a flashlight. Like, wow. it's like yeah, they were so dumb. Wow. Um, okay. So right. they had all of that. Mm-hmm. Barbara gets... Um, autopsied and all that they find that she had bruises on her legs and on her arms mm-hmm. and on her neck now some of it was from just the blood pooling mm-hmm. but they couldn't really tell if some of those were older bruises or or mm-hmm. what so they wanted to know if eli had ever gotten physical with her uh-huh. mm-hmm. and there was some evidence of domestic violence Oh. Um, but the sister told her, told the police that one of the things that at some point she didn't want to have sex with her husband and he got forceful about that. Oh. And so some of those bruises could have come from that because apparently they had had sex a couple of days before her death. Okay. And hmm. so she was like, I don't know, mm-hmm. but the last time that we had talked about it, she said that, you know, because she she wasn't really feeling it with him anymore. Right. He got, he got a little forceful about it. Mm-hmm. And so, wow. She was like, I know that they had relations and some of those bruises could have come from that. Mm-hmm. So with that, some of uh, Barb's lawyers were trying to say that Eli had actually killed Barbara for his fishing trip. And then she showed up and shot a dead body. Oh, and I'm like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Sure. I was like, he wouldn't have been going through all this trouble if he was going to be killing her himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He didn't want his hands dirty. Yeah. Uh-huh. The body gets released back to her family, and they haven't arrested Eli yet. They're still gathering evidence against him and searching his uh, history and all that, his mm-hmm. internet history, mm-hmm. and finding out all kinds of wonderful things about him. And so they've got to hunt down all those leads. And several of the girlfriends are like, okay, so he totally was talking about how he wanted his wife dead, and I thought it was a joke. And he was like, oh, it's a joke. And so I didn't think he was serious. And they're just like, "Uh uh-huh, okay. So they're talking to people. Mm -hmm. She has her funeral in the barn where he would have his girlfriends come, and I'm just like, that's a slap in the face there, y'all. Right. But... Had her funeral and buried her and all that. And Eli was there crying and, you know. Really? Mm-hmm. Yep. How no one punched Eli in the face, I don't know. Right. He actually went to his father-in-law, uh-huh. who is a widower, and says, now I know how you feel. <gasps> oh, my God. And he was like, you don't have any idea how I feel. Wow. And I'm like, punch him in the face. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> yeah, that's his funeral. <laughs> In this funeral, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's just like, what is wrong with you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was just, mm, he was awful. So, the police finally get all all this evidence. They go and they arrest him. And they arrest Barb. And they're in jail. And Barb's husband, what's his name? Ed. He's 
he is so standing by his wife. He doesn't believe that she'd been having a sexual affair with him for years. Hmm. He doesn't believe that she did any of this. She tells him that, you know, she's innocent, that some of the text messages were, you know, she did send some of those text messages, but she like she thought it was a joke and just, you know, and he was completely 100% by her side. Believed her and believed her and believed her. And at some point, the church that they went to, they they were completely like, we've always known that Barb was crazy. Oh. Like, she was always not right. Mm-hmm. She would lie and just try to make herself sound more sophisticated and knowledgeable. And she would just lie about things. And, you know, people, like, they knew she, she was lying. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when they would first meet her, she was really nice. And they were like, okay, great. You know, we could be friends. And then she started embellishing. And then she started lying about things. And they're like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, we don't want to have anything to do with you. But they liked Ed. Ed was a really nice guy. Uh He was too nice. Yeah. I'm just like, poor Ed. (laughs) Throughout this entire book, I'm like, poor Barbara uh-huh. mm-hmm. and poor Ed. Yeah. The spouses to these people, I'm just like, I felt so bad for them. Yeah. And so they basically like supported Ed, mm-hmm. even though they were like, Barb's guilty, Ed. <laughs> really? You know, and he's all like, nope, she's not. And they're like, okay, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> they basically assigned him a friend. Oh. Yeah. And so. And he was very supportive, like, went with him to the trial and stuff like that. Like, he was a friend. Yeah. You know, like, the church got together and they were like, we need to take care of Ed and make sure that his sons and him are good and so on. And so, Ed's fully behind the whole thing. He thinks Barb's innocent. She's going to beat this once they realize that she didn't do anything wrong. All that. They... Get the investigator to talk to him and the prosecutor to talk to him and be like, this is the evidence we have. Mm-hmm. Like, here are the text messages she sent. These are just the ones where they were planning the murder. You want to you read the, the sex te- texts? Because there's a bunch of those. And he's just like, nope, she didn't do nothing wrong. And wow. I was just like, oh my gosh, dude. Oh my gosh, dude. And so they... Um, he calls her, they talk on the phone, mm-hmm. and obviously they're being recorded. It says so every time you make a call. <laughs> and you accept that collect call, they tell you that it's being recorded. <laughs> well, Barb thought she was so smart mm-hmm. because they were speaking Pennsylvania Dutch. Yeah. And, you know, nobody other than like the Amish know Pennsylvania Dutch, yo. Uh-huh. Well, that's not quite true. <laughs> So they had someone translate uh-huh. their calls. Nice. <laughs> so smart. And so they're just, he, Ed asks her, you know, if the, he could never get himself to say it. Like, did you ever sleep with him? Did you have an affair with him? He was like, did you like ever do stuff with him? And she was like, oh, a long time ago, honey. And he was like, before we got married. And she was like, yep. And I'm like, oh, 
dude. Wow. <laughs> just like he just believed it. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh man. Oh man, oh man. So they hire a lawyer. At some point they can't afford the lawyer, so she gets a public defender. Eli hires a lawyer that has defended other wayward Amish husbands <laughs> yeah. and things. And so he's actually got himself a pretty good lawyer. And Eli cuts a deal. He's just like, hmm. okay, well, this isn't going my way. Let's uh, cut a deal. Yep. So he agrees to testify against Barb. <gasps> oh. Uh-huh. And so he does. He cuts himself a deal where he gets 15 years to life in prison. Oh, my goodness. He testifies against Barb. Uh-huh. And... uh. Barb's public defender is like, okay, let's try to shift all this blame onto Eli. Mm-hmm. The jury doesn't buy it. Okay. And convicts Barb to 20 years to life. And then because she used a shotgun, mm-hmm. she got three extra years. Ooh. So she got 23 years to life. Hmm. Okay. And never gave up hope the church helped him move out of their place Mm -hmm. the outside of their rental home was very nice it looked like it was very well maintained but when you went inside it was a hoarder's den Uh oh Mm -hmm. so there was all kinds of junk everywhere Mm -hmm. um they helped the church helped him move out of that got him like a no interest loan and so on so we got a house for him and his sons Mm -hmm. and he raised his sons um until 2016 when ed suddenly died of a heart attack Hmm. so how old were the kids it doesn't say how old the the children are um in his obituary they say that he is survived by his wife the former Barbara Miller. Huh. So they didn't use her her last name. Mm-hmm. But he never divorced her. And again, one of the saddest things about Ed was he moves into this house with his sons, mm-hmm. his own home, and is raising his sons. And on his answering machine, it still says that you have reached the house of Ed and Barb Raber. And they are unavailable so please leave a message and i'm just like you know i'm like oh ed yeah change your message buddy yeah no he wasn't uh eli is up for his first parole hearing in april of 2024 okay so that's coming up though he doesn't have access to like his sites like his internet sites that he mm-hmm. was so accustomed to he does send a lot of letters to available amish ladies really yeah this, this sounds like there's going to be a show about this in the future <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> so far no one's taken the bait that they're willing to say uh-huh. i have a feeling that that's not true mm-hmm. but whatever so yeah. Uh, during Barb's trial, mm-hmm. they bring a, a lot of 
of Eli's girlfriends. So one of his girlfriends, I don't remember which one it was. There were so many. Uh, <laughs> one of his girlfriends at some point was like, she was having trouble, you know, paying her cell phone bill and so on. And mm-hmm. um, so he got her a cell phone. Mm-hmm. She never ever asked where it came from or who was paying for it. I guess she thought Eli was paying for it. And then at some point she finds out that she is now friends and family of Barb Raper. So she's on Barb's cell phone plan (laughs) and everybody is cool with that. (laughs) She's cool with that. Eli, of course, is cool with everything. Barb's cool with that. Wow. Yeah. And I'm just like, you guys and so um she never met her before she talked to her a couple of times on the phone mm-hmm. for whatever reason i'm just like y'all yeah. you guys are way too close <laughs> <laughs> but talks to her on the phone and um because of you know they talk to each other on the phone and so she testifies to some of those phone calls this was really funny to me. Um, she gets on the stand and sees Barb for the first time mm-hmm. and is like, what the what? Really? She's older. She's not attractive. And she's like, Eli was sleeping with her? <laughs> and I'm like, which one of you wrote that? Jeez. Wow. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, oh my gosh, y'all. Like. But yeah, she was very surprised. Interesting. And I'm just like, okay, well, you know what? (laughs) There was something about Barb that everybody liked because Eli, by far, wasn't her first Amish tryst. Mm -hmm. She had several Amish boyfriends along the way, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So there was something about her that they liked. Mm -hmm. Eli wasn't her first affair. Hmm. And poor Ed. And poor Ed. I don't know which one, if it was Greg Olson or Rebecca Morris, but it was kind of thrown out there that maybe she had been framed, that maybe Eli had killed Barbara, and then she went and shot a dead body. But hmm. it was always kind of like a flip-flop, so I'm, uh-huh. not, I'm not sure who thought what. I mean, I know whoever committed the act was considered the murderer and, and should get mm-hmm. the, the higher punishment but if you went in there with the intent to do it mm-hmm. and it yeah you thought that she was still alive uh-huh i mean you basically it's still attempted murder right yeah i i, I think it's still murder yeah i would she think so yeah yeah i i think she did it yeah i think she was she thought that by getting rid of Barbara, they were going to live happily ever after. I have no clue what she thought. What was she like, going to do with her husband? Right. Well, obviously, Ed didn't question her. Yeah. So she would just continue to have just an affair with him, I guess. Just keep driving taxi. Yeah. Well, like I was like, what's your end game here? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, Eli's, I, I at least get, even though it was crap and he was terrible. Well, and it wasn't even true because... His wife would be gone, but he would still have all these girlfriends. And yes, I'm telling you that we'll spend more time mm-hmm. together. But really, because yeah. I've got these other ones that I'm still going to. Oh, yeah. You know. And and with with Barb, like on the stand, mm-hmm. they asked Eli, 
if he loved her mm-hmm. and he said no oh <gasps> really love her yeah she was available to get down whenever he wanted to get down mm-hmm. she was willing to kill his wife yeah and willing to pay for his cell phone and his computer yeah he he didn't love her he didn't care about her mm-hmm. interesting and i was like and he had all these other girlfriends that he told the same thing to you know yeah he didn't he didn't care about anybody he cared about eli right he was using them for mm-hmm. what he wanted mm-hmm. yeah hmm. so did the sister get all the kids um she did not get all the kids i think some of them went to live with other family members okay because i'm like if she already had a bunch of kids oh yeah and then she let's add (laughs) five oh that's not bad fanny was barbara's sister and she had four kids okay she had four i was thinking 20 I'm sorry. More than one kid to me is a boatload of kids. So this case was at the, at this time, and I don't I don't keep up with Amish, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was only the third time an Amish man was suspected of killing his wife in more than 200 years in wow. America. So they did um, a full sweep of Barb's computer, and she had looked up. There was. 841 entries of her searching for poisons and how to kill a person and all that kind of stuff. A small sampling of it was, where can I get strychnine poison? (laughs) Can the insecticide tempo kill a human being? What poisons kill humans? How to kill yourself with poison? How much lie can kill a person? Fastest poison to kill a person? Fastest way to kill someone. Kill yourself pills. Wow. Ten best ways to kill yourself. <laughs> Effective methods, poison. Rat poison, suicide. How much rat poison will kill a person? Just a small sampling of her searches. Uh-huh. But she made 841 wow. of them. That's craziness. Mm-hmm. Yep. Eli asked and Barb searched. So, 841, and she couldn't find one that worked? Yep. <laughs> yep. And she was just like, nope, shotgun. <laughs> Easiest way. So, one, one thing that I was noticing as a correlation between our two books is Dave believed Shelly also because mm-hmm. he worked out of town mm-hmm. and uh, she would say that the kids were being bad or doing this or that. And, and he, believed her and so when he would go home he thought that the kids deserved the punishment the punishment mm. and um even after conviction he still stood by her mm. that he didn't feel like she really did anything wrong well, and there's the other the other thing was that both of these people convinced someone else to do their their dirty work yes mm, yes mm-hmm master manipulators yeah i think with barb it was more that he was a younger i I don't want to even say attractive because he's not really attractive but you know younger fit 
mm-hmm. guy that was showing her attention. Yeah. And she mm-hmm. apparently needed a lot of attention because she had multiple affairs right. as well. And, huh. and Eli was just sex crazed. Like it seemed like, <laughs> you know, it just, it just seemed yeah. like that's what he wanted. Mm-hmm. And he was going to do whatever he had to do to satisfy his, his needs. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, if he was getting forceful with his wife, right. Having yeah. multiple affairs. Mm-hmm. And I don't yeah. know what he, I was like, I really did not understand Eli at all. I'm mm-hmm. like, you left the Amish community. Why'd you come back? Yeah. Then you left again. Why did you come back? Mm-hmm. Like, if you're so unhappy, if you're so unhappy with this way of life and you want to have your cell phone and you want to be on the dating sites, why well, are even, you here? Even just being away from your wife. I mean, yeah. you don't have to kill her to be away from her. Yeah, obviously. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just like, you had no interest in your children. Mm-hmm. It's not like you were like, well, then I can't see my kids. Right. Like, you had no interest in that. Mm-hmm. So, why come back? Right. Just divorce her. Let her live her hi- li- live her life. Yeah, there were a lot of solutions to that that did not have to end in murder mm-hmm. of his wife. <laughs> yeah. And solutions that weren't really going to affect him in any negative way mm-hmm. that he was al- already not on board with. Yeah. Like, you didn't want to be Amish, obviously. If you were doing all these things behind the church's back. So, that's the thing. Even when he came back, he was still doing all that stuff. Yeah. So, was his business something that he did when he left? No. And so, maybe it was maybe, a money Maybe thing. it was the money. Yeah. Because when he left, uh-huh. I think he got a job, like, driving a truck or something. Okay. And he, he owned that other... Mm-hmm business hmm. yeah even in the amish country <laughs> yes <laughs> there's nowhere safe so did you like this author would you read another book by this by greg olson i would yeah yeah um i think the things that in the book that i really didn't it's not really that i didn't like it or i didn't believe it or anything but he just kept referring to the fact that the girls didn't know what they had done. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I completely believe that. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just repetitive. It was repetitive. Yeah. yeah. That was a little bit of something that I I've, I thought about as well when I was reading this. Mm-hmm. Like that it was repetitive. Yeah. I, I know Eli had six girlfriends. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't need you to repeatedly tell me that Eli had six girlfriends. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I was like, I know that. Also, you gave me a very nice list of everybody involved in this, which involved the six girlfriends. So, <laughs> so you if knew. I forget how many girlfriends he had, I can go back and count. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, I think that was the, really the only thing mm-hmm. um, was the repetitiveness of, of just a few things. Mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise, it was, I think it was well written and it was interesting. And, you know, I feel like he covered the information well and put it in a good sequence mm-hmm. to to bring the story out yeah so and, and i thought a little bit of the repetitive that i got here was because there was two authors and oh. i wasn't sure who was writing what yeah. mm-hmm. you know so 
And every chance they got, they called Eli the Amish stud because that's what he his handle was. And I'm just like, fair. <laughs> nice. If I could have spent this entire podcast calling him the Amish stud, I probably would have done so too. Well, <laughs> because that's hilarious. <laughs> In in some of her things in this article, and it didn't jump out to me, but they referred to um, Olson describes Shelley in this book as Cujo, Freddy Krueger, and Pennywise. <laughs> <laughs> so he likes to pick a nickname and run with it. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. So this was written in 2019, so it is a new release. Um, it is on our new shelf. If you yes, want to I come and check mine- it out came out in 2016 yes because at the very end so i actually read thankfully the acknowledgments because at the end that's where they mentioned that ed had died oh and then i was like what and Uh then i looked at his obituary yeah because i'm a creeper (laughs) that's right i did (laughs) i was like what is that a wrap i think so okay it's been another episode of Do We Like Murder? Thank you for listening. <laughs>